Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to the Side Action, episode eight of season six. My name is Jim Weglars, aka Wegs. You can follow me at Wegs on Twitter and on Instagram. All right, I'm Coop. We are uh, live on on scene here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Dalton Cooper on Twitter at Dalton Cooper at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Uh, we are the Side Action Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Side uh, Was a Side Action Pod. Uh, and yeah, we are, and it's Friday. This is a little weird, is it not? Is this yeah, a little later. Yeah, it's Side Action Podcast <laughs> on Instagram, but you're good. You're getting there. Uh, yeah, this is Friday. Uh, we we you know we slept in. We had a long night last night. Uh, actually, I got I got home about nine last night, so I've been a little tougher to uh-huh. do. I did get to see. And we'll talk about it later. My Jags taking home, but um, traveling in from Atlantic City, well, Atlantic City to Philly home. Atlantic City is like an hour plus from Philly for the old corporate retreat. Um, that was pretty exciting. And nice. then, yeah, you know, we're just kind of easy, you know, my little my little hoodie here. Uh, you know, you've got your, <laughs> you got your monster hat on. You're, you're getting We've you're, gotta, you're appealing to the sponsors yeah. slowly over time. Yeah, absolutely. We, well, we got to make sure everybody feels uh, known and welcome on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. always. Um, and yeah, you know, Casual Friday might be a new thing from now on. Yeah, for sure. So, well, let's talk about our weekend last weekend. Uh, I had the big wedding weekend in Monaco. You probably saw some pictures on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpo, you know, on Instagram. Uh, yeah, you know, I might have <laughs> got after it on the dance floor a little bit. Um, didn't tear my Achilles. I was excited about that. But, um, yeah, you saw the little hand thing. <laughs> and the story behind the hand thing, which is what Dalton's referencing, is... You know, we were doing a lot of dancing. My brother, first of all, I want to tell you, my cousin Molly, actual cousin, not 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 uh, Dalton's friend, um, <laughs> friend from friend from Prism or whatever it was called. <laughs> anyway, Radius. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, there was a there was a lull. You know, they start off the dancing. You know, people start dancing. They put the old school stuff. I did come on and lean with my aunt Eileen and my mom, and then. And, you know, inevitably this guy's just kind of stuck in the 70s, 80s kind of stuff. The dance floor's kind of dipping. You got two more hours in this reception, pal. You got to pick it up. I went over there. I'm like, brother, come on. Play some Bruno Mars, man. Play something. He puts out the Bruno Mars. Bam. The kids come up. You know, the youngins come on up. The the, the teens and tweens. And then the, then everybody gets on the dance floor. I saved the reception, Dalton. I saved this. You're welcome, Molly and John. Save the reception. <laughs> But after about an hour of hard dancing, my brother's on the side. I'm just like, come on, brother, let's go. Let's go. So then all of a sudden, I didn't even know that random dude in the video to my right, your left. I didn't know that guy. He's like, I love that move. So we started doing three or four of us in my brother's face, just doing the whole Rihanna thing. So if you want that if you want that at your wedding, contact me. I'll do it for a, a, low, a low fee. Um, I did split my pants. I I split my pants as well, Dalton. You know, you know it's a good good oh, wedding when I split your pants. Yeah, <laughs> turned down the wall. I was doing the I wasn't doing the full on the wall thing, but I was dropping it like really deep and psh, full blowout, oh, like not even no brainer or no 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 doubter yeah. blowout. No doubter. 
yeah. god. Well, it was it wasn't all the way up to the paint like the belt, but it was it was well, up there. You know. You didn't drag your transmission, did you? That's, no. That's never a good Not thing. yet. Okay. Not yet. It's still it's still okay. you know, high and tight, so to speak. So Thank anyway. God. Just a little body damage. Yes, just body damage. You know, nothing nothing crazy. Okay, good to hear. Good yeah, to hear. so it was a good weekend. Really fun. My cousin Molly is good for her. She's the best. Um, and and Iowa City, man, the, Iowa City was in the house. There was a lot of Hawkeyes. We went up watching that game a little bit when they beat Wisconsin. First time in a million years uh-huh. or something. Or two two yeah. years in a row they've beaten them. But the first time in Camp Randall in a long time. But yeah, a lot of Hawkeye fans. It was fun. But so anyway, how was your weekend? You're back in back in the shy. You did some things. Oh yeah, well, uh, we're right now we're in Ohio, so we went yeah. for the weekend to visit the fam, hang, hang out for a little bit. But uh, no, we had a good weekend. Uh, one of my buddies was in from Virginia Beach for the Bears game, nice. so uh, we went down to uh, Barstool River North and some of the, I think Boss Bar, I think was another one in the area we went to. Uh, nice. I'm learning quickly that to run a successful establishment in Chicago, you have to have the music just below ear bleeding level, <laughs> just, like just loud enough to where you can't yell at each other. You have to like. Get right in somebody's ear. Yeah, well, it, it, it helps them. the dating. You're kind of getting up on somebody. If you're just a couple <laughs> yeah, of guys, right. it gets a little. Well, you know, I'm open to. Yeah, all. cuffing season. Yeah, all right, cuffing season. Yeah, yeah. It's a cuffing uh, season. We're still, yeah, we're still deep in cuffing season. So, mm-hmm. uh, glad to see it's going well for you. But no, it was a good weekend. Uh, we did, like I said, we met up with him, and then uh, Sunday was just kind of chill and watch football. And then uh, Tuesday night we had our, uh, our, our, the boys were back. We're bowling, so we had. Uh, we had an okay night. We went four and three, so we didn't uh, we didn't take okay. them all, but we didn't get you know we didn't get taken advantage of, if you will. So thank God for that. So, nice work. But it was a pretty chill weekend. Pretty chill weekend. Can't complain. No, yeah, good, good, good to hear. Good to hear. And, and as you said, you're in Ohio now. You'll be back on Sunday. We'll talk about that later for a critical event. And then I'm <laughs> I'm here, but doing some stuff, visiting my brother, and whatever, but anyway. All right, well, let's talk about our, our, our new our new segments that I haven't thought that much about, but uh, who got taken to the shed this week? Uh, so, interesting. Um, I don't want to put it all on one player, but you know how I feel about the guy. Um, I w- I'm going to take the 49ers to the shed this week. Um, you know, okay. we did talk a little bit about it last week, how I thought the defense for Cleveland was going to play well, but you had P.J. Walker in, you are like... This was a spot that maybe maybe they looked a little past them. I'm not sure, being the 49ers when we went to the Browns, but and the rain certainly helped. But look, they came out there and kind of got punched in the face by Cleveland. They stalemated that offense. They knocked out McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Everybody on the team was getting hurt. <laughs> Purdy didn't look good. Shocker. Um, when he got some pressure, your guy, you know. Obviously, the, the defensive pass rush was there, you know, in his face. And, I don't know, Trent Williams could, could not handle our, your guy. But um, I would say, you know, they could basically, you know, when they play those tough guys, I think they're going to struggle. So, in the end, I'm taking the 49ers to the shed. And I'm kind of kind of happily, gleefully, because, you know, obviously they, <laughs> they beat up the Cowboys the week before my pick. But I was happy to see this one come in. I didn't end up betting the game because I was out of – you know, out of state mostly, but at least in my picks, I was able to get Cleveland on this right side. Yeah, so actually, one of the guys I was going to take to the shed involving that game. Did you see the uh, the scuttlebutt beforehand, by chance? 
Oh, no, no. Was yeah. Little, little, oh, yeah, there was a, they had like a little rumble. Yeah, similar to the Cowboys and the Chargers rumble <laughs> they had Monday night. But they had a, a like a little get-together before that game involving Debo Samuel. Mm. Uh, but the first person we're taking is Elijah Moore. Because if you do watch that video, uh, Trent Williams literally threw Elijah Moore on the sideline in, <laughs> in the beginning of that fight or scuttle, if you will. So wow. uh, good, yeah, fun video. Recommend checking that out. Uh, also, I don't know if you heard about Shane Beamer, but he's going to the shed this week. He is the uh, the head football coach for South Carolina. I don't know if you've read about this or heard about it in nope. your uh, Keep early going. readings that I know you dabble in. But uh, he actually broke his foot uh, kicking something in the locker room after his team blew a, a 10-point fourth-quarter lead. So he'll be on the, the sideline next week in a casting crutches. So I like it. shout I like it up to Shane Beamer. <laughs> um we're going to take Andrew Heaney to the shed. He actually started uh, – he was a starting pitcher for the Rangers last night, and mm. shout out to them. They uh, they got housed. But he is they the did. first pitcher in Texas Rangers history to start a postseason game and not make it through the first inning. Wow. So he's getting taken to the shed. Um, the NCAA, we're going to take them to the shed just wow. because they're trying to do anything that they can to take down Harbaugh, which is just – Yeah. It's, it's, it's a travesty. First of all, really what's is. the matter with stealing signs? Who cares? <laughs> Isn't that part I, of scouting? scouting. Right. If they hold up their hand, no. they're, they're going to run this play. What's the big deal or whatever? I mean, no. that's why they do the thing. That's no. why McCarthy does the Denny's menu in front of his face. Yeah, that's why everybody starts covering their mouth when they talk on the sideline. Yeah, so I, I just think it's a little ridiculous. And then the, the last person is uh, Dan Lasagna. Um, mm. He actually did the – he was behind the plate for game three of the – um, Dodge, or excuse me, of the Phillies and Diamondbacks. I don't know if you saw that game. It was obviously yesterday. It ended two to one. Yeah. Uh, but Next Gen Stats had him at an 89% uh, or a call rate. So 89% of the time he made the correct call on pitches, which is actually the worst in the MLB in the last 20 years. Uh, for context, Angel Hernandez's or yeah, Angel Hernandez's worst game was at 90%. So wow. he was worse than Angel Hernandez in Game Three. So if you go back, there was 14 missed calls that he had specifically. That were uh, that were pretty brutal. So well, we're at some that point. Shed. At some point, they're just going to have the robot, right? Or they're going to have right. the, 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 the the you know the rectangle. Yeah, the K zone. Yeah, the K zone. It's gonna. It's inevitable. I can't wait. It's inevitable. I can't wait to put a microchip in the football. We don't have to use chains to measure first down. Well, you know, the spot. But the the, the spot. Yeah, it's so subjective. But I got you. All right, well, let's move to the Dub Club. I know you want to let seventy-five people in there, but I'm gonna let one big—I'm <laughs> gonna let one big guy in there. And I know you're really surprised. It's, I'm going cross-sport this time. Let's go with Kyle Schwarber, former Cub. Oh, He's man. not my guy. He's yeah. a Cub guy, but you're welcome, Phillies. Uh, he hit three home runs in the first two games in the NLCS. I was—my company is very Phillies-oriented, oh, Philadelphia-oriented in general, but Phillies-oriented, so. Tuesday night, we were all watching the game. They had snacks and whatever. After a gigantic lobster meal, we're going to let's go eat some, you know, some pretzels and some, you know, Cracker Jack and stuff that they like to eat and drink. So we're watching this blow out of 10 nothing. But Schwarber, man, that swing is just so. I know he strikes out a lot, but just a sweet swing. Two bombs in that game. Trey Turner did start it off, but he hit the two home runs, uh, Schwarber. So I'm, I'm putting him in the dub club. Welcome to the dub club with. The 75 oh. members that uh, Dalton has led it. Okay. <laughs> actually, you took him. I had him in Club Dub as well. A little okay. nugget for you, too. He uh, That home run he had the other night was actually, he tied Reggie Jackson for the most home runs uh, in postseason history by a left-handed hitter. Oh, so, there you go. Love it. Shout out to Kyle Schwarber. Um, we're also going to add Austin Matthews. Uh, shout out to the hockey segment on the pod here. There you go. Uh, but he actually had uh, back-to-back hat tricks in the first two games of the season. 
Um, and he's actually the second player to do this feat in the last 104 years. I'm going to go ahead and let you try to guess the other one. 104? I don't think yeah. I can guess that one. I don't know hockey players. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin uh, actually did it back in 2017. Oh, okay. Okay. You were just saying so, 104 years of the league. Okay. I thought you were sort of went yeah, back yeah. 104 years that it well, happened. Well, it's 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 been it, there's been two players in the last 104 years gotcha. to score back-to-back hat tricks to open the season. Last time it was done, there's been five people all time, and they were okay. all done in 1917, 1918. Okay. So, okay. I'm with you. Just now. for context. There. I'm with you. Yeah. Now. Everybody knows uh, Cy Denny, Joe Malone, and Reg Noble. I mean, those are like the staples of hockey, right? Reg, I mean, come on. Reg Noble. So, we got I got the jersey back there. <laughs> Um, we're also going to add the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. So I saw this yes. on Twitter as I was scrolling through today. Um, obviously, they're 5-0 and to start their season. They won the Stanley Cup last year. But a nice little stat that I came through was that um, since the All-Star game of last year, um, which is usually around February time, um, they've had a 47-8-7 and record, which is a 134-point pace that would break the all-time record. Um, they've good. been plus 77 in the goal differential in that time period, too. So they, they've just been an absolute wagon. So I thought you were going to say uh, the Aces, bro. Come on. Uh, I mean, th- shout-out to the Aces, too, WNBA champions. Back-to-back, back-to-back. First of all, oh, Becky yeah. Hammond, uh, you know, the, the coach, she, she's a CSU grad. That's a, that's the Rams, right? She should be an NBA oh, okay. coach, first of all. I know she's been assistant before. She's been in consideration. Let her get a chance in, in you know, the NBA. Though she's killing the WNBA, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Kelsey Plum's also my uh, my woman crush. So Darren Waller's a, a lucky man. But uh, it's the eyebrows. <laughs> Got great eyebrows. But uh, the last team we're gonna put in the all eyebrow teams. Yes, exactly. Uh, the tight ends, the Beaver Nation, and the eyebrows. That's where we try to live at. But uh, oh, yeah. for the last last part of Club Dub, we're going to put the Miami Dolphins in. This is my little Homer segment, too. Sure. Um, so they are the first team since the 19, uh, 1953 Colts to have 15 rushing touchdowns and 15 passing touchdowns um, through the first um, six games to start the season. So That's a few more a than the New York Giants, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you yeah. haven't scored a touchdown in, like, three games. <laughs> so... Uh, it's been a minute, yeah. But uh, we will uh, hopefully we'll continue to keep putting up record numbers. Oh, and uh, Jalen Ramsey started practicing this week. So oh, I know you're excited about big that. Thanks for happening. He's gonna save yeah. save so. that defense. So right. All right. Well, let's That's go. That's what we have a clubbed up. Yeah. Only four people. This Good. Week. We'll have to start putting like a wall on the back here on the wall. We'll just start putting club dub members up, just pieces of paper, and it'll be completely <laughs> filled. My three guys over here, four of your <laughs> legion. Our guys are like that. They got the VIP section. You've got the, you know, the general admission. But no, you just got a smaller club. You know, we got a swim up bar. We've got a second level. We've got the rooftop. I yeah. like the swim up bar idea. Uh, anyway, okay, so let's talk to college Absolutely. basketball here. College football here. We got some big games this weekend. Um, you know, you weren't part of the text, but I am going to get a group to go out tomorrow. Hopefully, other people show up. But Luke has committed to go to Rivers to watch this first game: Penn State, Ohio State. Uh, you know, big game for Franklin, who doesn't win against big teams, but we'll see. He's like one and nine or something against top yeah. ten teams, but they've got a good team. Uh, they're playing obviously in Columbus, and then we've got Tennessee at Alabama, maybe a bit of a payback game from last year. You got Duke and Florida State. Both these teams are pretty good this year, and then Utah at USC. You know, USC needs to bounce back after your Notre Dame loss or Notre Dame win last week. Uh, so. Hey man, you, you almost almost you're still still not many losses here. You got a push last week with Duke on the win and yeah. then Washington on the push, but that was a fun game too. Yeah, that was a 
it might be game of the year, honestly, uh, that Washington-Oregon game. That was uh, it was really good. A lot of fourth down, like, I don't want to say, like, questionable calls because it's always so hard to make that in the moment, you know. But, uh, no, great game, obviously. I think the I think that Utah and USC's, uh, USC game is going to be a little underrated. Hopefully mm-hmm. Cam Rising plays at some point this year. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. If, if Cam Rising were to play, I think Utah could be a serious national title contender. They've got a really good defense. But right. um, I digress. Uh, for your picks this week, I know everybody's always tuning in. This is what everybody's waiting for. So waiting uh, for this, week, <laughs> this week we're going to ride Clemson at minus three and a half. They're at Miami. Uh, Miami got uh, taken advantage of again. They, they got pretty pretty manhandled against uh, North Carolina last week. Mm-hmm. Even though the the box, I think it was a ten point game, but that was definitely uh, more than a ten point game if you watch the whole telecast there. Right. Uh, but in this week we're going to ride with the Buckeyes again. So. Uh, Penn State is one of the younger teams in the Big Ten. They're mm-hmm. going to have to go to Ohio State, which I think is a big ask. Uh, Ohio State, I, they, for some reason, they feel disrespected. But if you take away the, the two losses to Michigan and the one loss to Georgia, they haven't lost anybody else. Right. So, uh, you know, they have a, a pretty good staple or a pretty good uh, you know shelf to sit on that they are the number three team or, you know, them in Alabama, whoever else you want to name. But, uh, no, I think they're gonna. I think they're really gonna make a statement against Penn State. I could definitely see the game getting out of hand early. So yeah, and I, I kind of uh, yeah, wanted your picks this week. Yeah, I wanted Penn State to to do this, but I I'm with you. Ohio State, I, it's just tough. Franklin in the big games, it's just hard to back him. I'm kind of yeah. hoping maybe. Eh, I don't think any Penn State money is going to be putting on at Rivers, <laughs> but uh, I'm probably with you on the Ohio State there. So and I don't know. Do you think Miami's just kind of quit on the coach after that whole ridiculousness a couple of weeks ago? Do you think that's part of it, or are they just not as good as the other teams are playing? I I think they have. I think Tyler Van Dyke is inconsistent at quarterback, and I think when you have inconsistent quarterback play, it's it's hard to kind of know what you're going to do from a game plan standpoint on a week to week basis. Obviously, they're getting better. Uh, I mean, Miami's been kind of a laughing stock the last couple of years. Uh, before obviously Crystal Ball got there, they've been getting better every year, but. Uh, just, I think there's too much talent on the Clemson side. They're, they've been playing better since they uh, had their two losses early on. So, right. uh, yeah, I think there's a big coaching mismatch here, and I think I would definitely take advantage of it. But okay. We'll see what happens. You never we'll know. See. All right, let's do an October update before we get to the main podcast here. Uh, we've got the ALCS <laughs> is all even at 2-2, all road teams. That's really weird. When I saw the stat that the Rangers had won six games on the road in the playoffs, which – Basically, the other two teams to have done it have won the World Series, but then they come home, and Houston is also on a road tear, and so it's yes. really interesting. So game five is tonight. Check this, 5.07 Eastern. That's that's 4 o'clock here. I guess you're in the Eastern time zone. Uh, you get your Verlander against Montgomery, um, and then obviously you got the Jose Altuve thing, but who do you like in this one tonight? Oh, man. This one's tough. I, I, I'm going to ride with the Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to win this series in seven. Okay. Uh, I, they're the only team that I trust to actually win a game at home. Yes. Yeah. Houston hasn't done it all year long. And if they do make the World Series, they would be the first team in MLB history, which is like the oldest game that any of us play, uh, to ever make the World Series with a losing record at home. So mm. it's never been done before. I Their pitching is obviously, I think, a little bit better from a starting standpoint, but this Rangers offense is just, it's really good. Yeah. It's just, I think it's, it's all about the mojo. So okay. uh, Jordan Montgomery's pitching for the night. He's been really good this postseason. They got him at the deadline uh, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So he's, he's pitching for money. He's going to be a very rich man come April, March this, you know, next year. So can, we, he, can he, can he sponsor club dub? Can he like, maybe we'll have to <laughs> help, help with he the DJ a, booth. Like seven shot at innings, we'll reach out to him. <laughs> yeah. Help with the decor. 
Up, okay, and then we've got the Phillies. Uh, they're up 2-1 in this one. Uh, they did lose last night uh, to the Diamondbacks. And did you hear that the prices of the tickets in Arizona were only like 17 to 25 bucks? To, I mean, granted, the game was during the day yesterday, but the, the games were $700 at least in, in Philadelphia. We were talking about it. It was going to be cheaper to fly to fly from Philly to, to Arizona, stay the night and fly back, and you could actually be cheaper than the 700 But that game four is tonight, 8.07 Eastern, that's 7.07 here. Uh, you got Sanchez against the, the vet, uh, how do you say that, Mantiply. So who do you yeah. like in this one? This is your classic bullpen game, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is, you're going to see everybody is going to be on staff here. I think the Phillies are going to take control. They, I think if I think if they let the Diamondbacks get in, this is a team that you cannot let back in. They've been right. underdogs the whole season. Yeah. You know, the whole basically they've been playing postseason baseball since like the end of August, essentially. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you let them, I think if you let them get hot, they could be in trouble. But uh, I think the Phillies, I think they have the, they, they just feel like the team of destiny right now. They really do. They feel like they can't be stopped. Like the only thing that stopped them yesterday was this horrible strike and ball calls. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tough to not see Philly come back and, and even go back to red October and, and have a field day on Sunday. So. Right. right. I do like the Phillies, too. I don't like to say it too loudly at the retreat because everyone's the <laughs> Phillies, but I think they are going to win, but we'll see. We are a little partial, though, too, because we have a, a future on the Phillies to win the World Series that we placed before they beat the Braves. So I know. We're a little biased on that opinion. Just a little so bit. The, the crowd at home knows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go into NFL. Uh, let's recap week six. Uh, it was an interesting week, a little bit of a different departure from the last few weeks. Home teams crushed it, 10-4. Uh, and four, That's the first time we've seen that this year, where just a little bit of home cooking. A lot of, a lot of home teams came through. And on the spreads, the favorites just kind of destroyed it, 9-5, and five, which, you know, is, again, maybe that's the home teams, but in, in some cases, road teams, too. And the totals were unbelievable, all under. So... Usually when you see favorites win, it's not an under. It's it's a, it's a dog situation, so kind of a contrarian. 11-2-1 is my, my – I did get a push in there. Some people are quoting 12-2, but bottom line, the trend is there, and only one game was you know really dependent by the spread, uh, and on the season that's only 12%. So very interesting week as we go into that. Uh, I don't know how you fared, but the side action – and a great – we had official side action picks were great. 4-1 this week. Uh, we did very well. We actually got a little bit of movement towards the top. The top team is 24 points in. They're 80% still kicking ass. Top 100 is 20.5 points, where the side action is 18. So 2.5 behind of the money. We moved up considerably, 653rd place, and then 225th in quarter two, which is a five-week quarter. So we get a couple 5-0s. We could have a chance. Um, so how did, how did the uh, Beaver, before we get to the rest, how did Beaver Nation do here? Actually, our strategy of taking your opposite teams worked. We went uh, three and one. We uh, the only one. only loss we had was that Monday night game with the Chargers, which was okay. that was frustrating to say the least. So, yeah, no, I think we're going to implement a new strategy. So that's, <laughs> that's arguably the best week we've had this year. Man, so, I thought you were two and two, but okay, we'll, we'll go over those picks at the end. But maybe you flip one. So the games that we picked: uh, Baltimore minus four. You know, this was. A lot of it was predicated on the early arrival for the Ravens, and it did kind of prove true. They were they came off the bus running and playing great. 360 total yards, uh, 233. The final score 24-16. I don't know. The Titans had a chance in this one. There was some late stuff, but you know, three interceptions I think in this game. Tannehill kind of got knocked out, so it definitely helped the, this cover in this game. Did you end up? You didn't take this game in your contest, though, right? 
No, just uh, I took Houston, Detroit, Los Angeles Rams, and the Chargers for my four. I dropped the Bears late. I, okay, okay. I woke up Sunday morning, and I was like, I don't know what was wrong with me. Went Wednesday through <laughs> Saturday that I thought the Bears were going to win, but I woke up Sunday morning and just the magic wasn't in the air, so I changed it. That's so. good. That's good. <laughs> we, did, we did end up taking Cincinnati. Uh, this was a bit of a sweat. Uh, they actually... I think they got a little bit lucky in this one. They won the game 17-13, but Seattle was one of five in the red zone, including three empty trips late with no points, kept going for fourth down, kept going for fourth down. I mean, they're down by four, but maybe in the early fourth quarter should have kicked a field goal, would have got them within the number, but not not complaining to get this win. The Bills, or the Bengals have now won two straight, and they seem to be riding the ship. First yeah, they uh, they came out hot again this this week for on offense, which is a good sign, but they uh, they really started to sputter. Uh, you can definitely tell T. Higgins isn't right. He looks like he's afraid to get hit in the midsection, so he's obviously got some discomfort still with those ribs and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, the good news for the Bengals though, is the defense is playing well. They uh, are. You know, they, so the defense is definitely carrying them. Obviously, if they can prolong the inevitable and get Joe, you know, all the way healthy and get everybody back, then they should probably be in good shape. But yeah, to your point, I think they, I thought they squeaked away with this one as well. They did. So Houston uh, plus two. This was definitely the right side. Um, you said you liked the Saints, maybe didn't go opposite this one. So Houston came out, got on top early, and just kind of held off the Saints again. This is a broken record. Teams in the red zone. Saints were 0-3 in the red zone in this game. Uh, Houston punched in two of four times, and they won the game outright 20-13. to You saw the Saints struggle last night against uh, Jags as well in the red zone. So I, I think D'Amico Ryans is bidding for you know Coach of the Year so far. It's obviously early on. There's you know Shanahan's done great too, but a team that really stunk, and now they're three and three. They're contending in the AFC South, you know. No, absolutely. And as a guy that picked Dan Campbell as coach of the year, I would say uh, Debico Ryan is like maybe two. He's right behind him, I'd say. But uh, no, I thought uh, I thought Houston looked good. I think this is the one game we were on the same side. Mm, okay. <laughs> Actually, if I remember correctly, so. Uh, no, I, I, again, Houston looks like the team that they don't beat themselves to where New Orleans is a team that just can't take advantage of anything. And you saw that last night. They got an early turnover, uh, and they couldn't do anything with it. So I, mm-hmm. to that point, uh, you know, it really doesn't look good for Derek Carr, my guy. So we're definitely going to Don't worry, he's the proxies guy, too. The proxy used to love Derek Carr, and I told him how bad he was, <laughs> and he never listened to me, so... It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to listen. The schedule, the schedule's going to get a little bit easier for New Orleans, yes. so maybe that'll favor them. You know, it looks like Derek Carr had like a, a groin injury or something last night. I don't know. He was on all fours for a good minute and a half or two minutes. So he was too busy yelling right at his teammates in. the whole time. He's yelling at everybody. <laughs> He's getting tired. He's getting tired of yelling. Yes. So I can't figure out how he could yell at Chris Olave when he throws the ball three yards out of bounds. First <laughs> time <laughs> not running on this route or something. But I digress. One of the ones that didn't hit uh, was the was New England plus three. This was a real kick in the nuts, to be honest with you, Dalton. Now, granted, it, some people say it's true it wasn't the right side because the Raiders should have scored more points. Jimmy G got knocked out. You had Hoyer come in. They were up early, you know, 13-3 early. And then, but New England kind of clawed back. They got to 19-17, and then they got the stop, you know, they got the ball with a chance to win the game. I'm like, you know, just do your best not to throw the game away, Mac Jones, except first they get the delay a game, which pushes them back. I think they got a penalty on the punt return, too, to push them back. Then they get the delay a game. Throw the damn ball away. Takes the safety. They lose 21-17 with the safety, and we get beat. The only only loss on the weekend. Yeah, that's... I, when 
when you thought it couldn't get any worse for the New England Patriots, it just it finds a way to get worse for the 25. New England Patriots. So 25. yeah, that was heartbreaking. Uh, I don't man, there's not a lot to say. I, I only honestly the only thing I noticed is that Brian Hoyer looks like he can throw the ball farther down the field than Jimmy G can. I don't know if that's just because Jimmy G's that hurt or he's got too uh, many uh, ladies. He's got too many ladies to entertain. He doesn't have the, the leg strength anymore. <laughs> I mean, he does live in Vegas, so maybe mm-hmm. he's a professional. You never know. So, uh, but yeah, no, it just they definitely look out of sorts. Devontae Adams is, you know, I think there was something I saw on Twitter that he was not happy, and you know, it's all basically just from they don't have the offensive personnel to achieve what they want to achieve. Is basically what he said. So mm-hmm. maybe he might be on the trading block come, you know, come trade deadline. Was it end of November? I think when yeah, that happened. Yeah, well, so, I think it's earlier than that, but it's coming it's up. It's like week eight, I think. It's coming maybe. up. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, at the end of October, I think you mean, because it's week seven now. Yeah, so, I was going to say it's week seven, yeah, yeah. So we ended up, you know, Ash and I always debate, like, that fifth pick is always a tough one. We were like, oh, how about San Francisco? I'm like, I don't know about that defense, Cleveland, and uh, how about Arizona? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know about that. We ended up settling on the Giants plus 14 and a half, which we agree was too many points. And look at that, Tyrod Taylor, what did he do? Not turn the ball over. Now, he didn't get the ball in from the one-yard line twice. They should have won this football game. <laughs> The Bills oh, yes. end up winning 14 to nine, playing abysmally. If that's a word, um, but give the Giants credit; they stood up. They they still. I mean, they're one in five now, but they played better. And does Tyra give him a better chance than Daniel Jones? I mean, he he didn't look phenomenal, but he did throw the ball deep some. It's just he made some mistakes in the, especially the end of the first half was. I don't know how they don't get any points there, but they end up. They they didn't win the game, but they covered the 14 and a half. Yeah. No, this was. Uh... As a Josh Allen fantasy owner, I thought this was going to be a slam dunk game, and it uh, it was not the case. So yeah. <laughs> I lost my fantasy matchup by a point and a half. So, oh, uh, Josh oh. Allen is unfortunately. Maybe I should have taken him to the shed, but we'll leave that alone. Yeah, he had a couple of turnovers. Time. Yeah, as he usually does in, in their losses. Yeah, but they. Uh, I mean, the Bills live up to the you know what we think they are. They are who we thought they were. They either blow people out or they just sit there and play with their food. I just yeah. doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it's like a coaching mentality or they just overlook people and it's a trap game thing or I don't I don't know what it is but yeah they gotta they gotta figure something out yeah I mean get leave it to the bills to actually win a game and not cover the spread that usually isn't the case they usually lose outright so at least they won the game but again they did everything they could to lose that game so some of the other ones you talked about okay you did pick the Rams obviously the Rams won pretty much going away it was nine to six and a half time for Arizona they've still been a good first half team but I think your point about them still tanking is true. 26 to 9. They look pretty bad in the second half. Josh Dobbs is, the blues off the rose a little bit. I've even heard Kyler Murray is going to be back in there next week or after their bye in two weeks. So, you know, what are you going to say? But good, good win. 26 to 9. The Rams look pretty solid. Yeah, I think moving forward, well, I think the big thing that I, I mentioned last week and I started to really notice is that they, they really are a bad second half team just because they have zero depth. So right. once they get to the second half, you know, especially in the first half, they can't get the defense off the field. They're going to be, they're going to be just a leaking, a leaking ship. So right. definitely want to keep an eye on that moving forward with our picks, I think. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. I, I think about the Rams, you know, they got those injuries to the running backs now. We'll see if the, the next guys up can, can deliver, but you know, certainly. Uh, okay. So Detroit, they obviously, they won a big game. They, like I said, show me game, show me game. We did disagree, but <laughs> they, they showed it. They played really well. Their defense played really well. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, which I thought was too many. But And actually, all the money was on Tampa. It was one of the consensus picks, so it was good we stayed away. Uh, Detroit wins outright in this one, 20-6, pretty easily. And your Jared Goff uh, cover machine continues. It's just like a slot machine, except 
that gives you the money every time. Maybe ATM machine. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, him and CJ Stroud. I think CJ Stroud might be the next uh, next year golf. We just don't know it Could yet. Be. But uh, but to me, the show me game was last week against Carolina when they yeah, had a big number. That. So I'm glad I got on that window a little early. Uh, it made me look a little, like I know what I'm doing, even though I don't. <laughs> so uh, no, Lions look. I mean, they're they're past frisky in my opinion at this point. They're more. They might be flirting with juggernaut, you know, or wagon even. So somebody um, bought them in at NFC ten to one. I told yeah. you that, but you know that's somebody. a head position. <laughs> <laughs> but no, their uh, their offensive line looks good. If Jared Goff has time to throw, he looks like he he knows where to go with the ball. He likes you know Ben Johnson obviously is a really good offensive coach. And, uh, if he's not a head coach somewhere next year, oh. I'd be really really surprised. No so, question. See see uh. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll start the rumor now. He's going to New England. I'll just go ahead and start New that England, rumor now. Huh? They're going to fire Bill Belichick, and then he's going to hire Ben Johnson, okay. Robert Kraftwell. Okay, yeah. we'll see. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, huh? Okay, so we, I guess you backed off the the fields the game, but he got knocked out, so the Bears lost. Uh, but there was there were three point dogs at home. I actually thought it was still decent. I mean, the Vikings did win 19-13, but it was mainly on a defensive score. It's not like the Bears defense played decent against that offense. Without, um, what's his name, Jefferson, they didn't look the same, Minnesota. And they're never the same on yeah. the road anyway. <clears throat> but Justin Fields got knocked out, and he's going to miss again this week. with kind of like, what, a dislocated thumb or something. So yep. uh, we missed on that. Well, sort of missed, but backed off. But sorry about the Charger game. I mean, you know, I told you about Dallas. But, no, it was a great game, wow. close game. Chargers plus two was the pick for you. But in the end, I mean, it really boiled down to – Dallas's defense came up when they needed to come up big, and I did think that I don't know Staley. I just don't like him as a coach, but I, I thought that really I thought that um what's his name what's his name shit what's the what's the Dallas coach McCarthy Mike McCarthy yeah McCarthy yeah. gets gets a little too predictable too. He's like run run pass run run pass like what are you doing? Like, Jesus Christ, when, when they were pushing the ball down the field, they were successful, especially going to C.D. Lamb, who was open all game. But then they're like, oh, let's just run right in the line again. Run right in the line again with Tony Pollard. Jesus Christ, dude, throw the fucking ball. So, but anyway, game-sealing interception, 20-17 to winner for Dallas, and they go into their bye with a win. Yeah, I know. And going back to our season preview, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be the Achilles heel of this Dallas team. Oh, yeah. is their predictability and, and lack of imagination on offense. But no, Dak played well. I think he was like 21 of 29, so he had a pretty good completion percentage. I think he was like north of north of 75%. So that's pretty good. Um, I think he had a touchdown or two. So he he played well. Like to your point, the defense played well and. Uh, yeah, I'm out on Brandon Staley. I, I don't know why they haven't gotten rid of this man. They have way too much talent to be this mediocre, in my opinion. I mean, they do play in a tough division, but man, it's just I I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. Looking back on the Chargers, I don't know how if you can sit in that front office and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, why didn't we hire Brian Dayball? Like it just makes like looking back on that decision, it could be a franchise altering one, honestly. So yeah, at some point, can we just say this out loud that Joey Bosa stealing money? I mean, at some point, you've got to oh, friggin' play he was invisible. football. Oh my God, that man was invisible Sunday night. He doesn't. He, be found. he barely plays, and I mean, I know he's a Bosa, and, and Nick's a beast. His dad's a beast, isn't it? His, his dad could beat a soap pole at the same time when he tried to take <laughs> him down. But um, but no, for real. I mean, I'm just like Joey. When are you going to show up in this game? They needed you to make a play. Didn't do anything. Mac played fine. Um, and yeah. Derwin James, he made some penalties, but he played pretty well. They needed him to play. 
Well, let's get into they the. They should trade him, honestly. Old safety. He need to get rid of him. He, yeah. he made a couple bonehead plays too. Yeah, bad penalties. All right, the week seven preview. I just changed it. Here we go. So let's talk about some injuries. Again, a lot of these guys may still play. For the 49ers, I mentioned earlier, they lost Debo, McCaffrey, and actually Greenlaw as well, the, the linebacker. None of those guys practiced yesterday. So check your reports. They got, obviously, a pretty big spread this week to cover. I still think they're going to win the game, but they don't have their studs, which may affect that one. Daniel Jones, it, it doesn't sound like he'll play. He's still in – it's a neck injury, uh, but – you know, maybe they're slow playing that for the Giants. Tyrod could play, and he wasn't too bad. Uh, it looks like Fields is not going to play, so you've got your Tyler Bagent or Bajant. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to let you read this thing, but I did see this at the Senior Bowl. I watched the Senior Bowl sometimes, so. Oh, you did? Nice. I actually put him, if you go back to the Wexbowl article on the on the draft, I mentioned this guy because I really liked him in the Senior Bowl, you know, Division Two guy. But go ahead, talk about his death. No, if anything, he's just, I remember him talking about it last week on the broadcast. They were talking, his dad is actually like the 17-time uh, world arm wrestling champion. He's from West Virginia. So yes. uh, I was. I did like a nice little bio dive on, on his dad, and yeah. it's just, uh, it was kind of cool just reading about him. It's just like from the age of like 11 or 12, he was, uh, obviously they're from West Virginia, so he's always mm-hmm. like kind of the backwoods, backcountry kind of fella, you know, oh, yeah. wood, wood, doing all that hard manual labor. Apparently it gave him God strength or something. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's pretty cool to read about. You should, he looks normal. He looks like a normal person. But when you yeah. watch him videos of like him arm wrestling, it's crazy just how how strong he is, just how quickly. Yeah, they they at the Senior Bowl they interviewed him, the dad, and he did an arm wrestling with Tom Palacero, like the NFL Network guy, and they're doing the interview, and whoever's talking to him, he's just talking, and Palacero is like. He's going to put two hands on the guy just sitting there just talking. There's nothing. Oh, we're done. Puts them right down. Um, yeah. So I, I like the kid. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I'm glad he's got a chance to show something. He's probably going to get beat up, but um, yes, don't see a lot. was kind of tough last week. He fumbled the ball on the first play, and then they returned it for a touchdown. That was the score <laughs> that they lost on, I know. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm pulling for the kid. I don't know if they're going to do great this weekend, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's all uphill from here, you know. Yeah, really and they're playing. Up. They're playing the Raiders. Uh, Jimmy G is probably doubtful again, which means Hoyer, who is it a Hoyer revenge game? He's played with every team basically, but he was pretty good when he came out. I don't really trust Hoyer though, long run. But I don't know if the Bears have the team to do it. Um, the Bucks, we've got Baker Mayfield kind of getting a little banged up too. I think he's going to play. Uh, are they off this week? Yeah, the Bucks might be off this week, right? Tampa. No, they just had a bye. Yeah. They just had a bye last week. Oh, that's right. They are uh, playing they this play... week. Here we go. We're live yeah, radio. Uh, yeah, we're live. <laughs> they're playing Atlanta this week. Yeah, they do play. Yeah, yeah they play so, home. I, I mean, if Atlanta he doesn't play, play, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. With the Browns, it sounds like Deshaun Watson is playing. Uh, the line is moving their way. My question is, and people were talking about this early in the week, what is the deal? Is there more stuff going on with Deshaun Watson, a little behind the scenes? Because... I thought he was cleared to play last week, and he didn't play. He's been cleared to play for two weeks now, and he hasn't yeah. chosen to play. So all the, I guess the injury reports that I've read, it's he's cleared to play medically, but uh, it's a pain tolerance issue. So it's um, he wants to be pain free, Dalton. Right? You know, I'm I'm almost fifty. Yeah. I'm not pain free. I, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I mean, I'm not hitting like you know the painkillers here, but this is why I There's keep no doing way. exercise. 
I'm sure he has to have some pain in him, right? I mean, he's he's done he's done some horrendous things in his life, so he's got to at least have some emotional scarring, <laughs> to, to say the least. So to say he hasn't played through pain, I think would be inaccurate. So I, I think to your point, there is definitely something. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to, to maybe move him off his contract or, or something. I mean, obviously everybody in the league knows that that's one of the worst contracts, if not the worst contract. I think you can argue argue Russell Wilson is up there as well. I but. mean, there's nobody who's going to be willing to give this guy a massage. Let's just start right there. <laughs> That can be the problem with the rehab. Nobody wants to help him out, which I don't blame him. All right, so the Lions have some injuries. Uh, David Montgomery did not practice his ribs, uh, the running back there. Jameer Gibbs has been on the shelf, and he's hamstring. He was limited. He's supposed to return. Everybody's talking him up. Look, I'm waiting for the Jameer Gibbs game. It hasn't happened yet, but we'll see. For the Rams, we talked about it. Uh, uh, Kyron Williams, I always want to say, like, Kylo Ren from the Star Wars reboot. Uh, his knee, he's out in this one. He's been a stud as a rookie this year. Uh, they're going to have other guys jumping in. The, the backup is also hurt, so they're going to the third-string rookie guy who I have in my fantasy now. We'll see if I start him. Um, they signed Miles Gaskin, too. Oh, wow. Wait, who knows? You know, they can start anybody on there. Shout out former Dolphin, yeah. There you go. And then the Vikings, uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport is on the IR. He's their best pass rusher, to your point. Tank City, doot, 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 Minnesota, so talk about that too. Let's jump into the lines here, Dalton. We already talked about the Jags. They, they won the game. They won 31-24. This game sailed over. There haven't been a lot of overs in primetime, but this was one of them. Trevor Lawrence, lots of speculation. He's on my fantasy teams. I'm like, what do I do? Do I start him? I'll put him in there. He was great. He ran for 63 yards. He threw a nice touchdown pass. ATN looked great. The game was... Only a seven-point margin. I just felt like they kind of let up a little bit, the Jags. They are beating them pretty good early, and then they end up winning the game outright. But uh, we talked about Carr playing like crap as well. Yeah, and if, uh, the condolences to the people like myself, the losers out there that drafted Calvin Ridley in the first couple rounds of fantasy. Yeah. Uh, instead of Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's the only thing I have to say. The man was invisible. I think he had one catch. Uh yeah, I don't know what I don't know how to feel honestly because Zay Jones wasn't even there. I know. Wait till Zay, Zay Jones, Jones comes, comes back. back. Yeah, and just and it's gonna be even more invisible. We're gonna start making milk cartons for that man or something. Maybe really, so maybe really bad is under receiving prop. It could have. Wow, there's there's a hot take for you. That's kind of spicy. I like that. No. <laughs> All right. To your point, yeah. And the Jags defense got a touchdown. So I mean, they're they playing did. better. They, they uh, are. They they gelled over in London like they did last year. So to they your did. point, the Jags could be getting hot. The London Jags. It's going to happen soon. <laughs> Shotcom wants to move them over there. So there's no London game this week. We get the Frankfurt game soon, but not this week. Uh, Detroit goes to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's a three-point favorite at home, 43-point total. You're going to see a lot of these win games. I'm surprised. I put the meteorolog- meteorological notes on what happened to your meteorology report. Uh, this is a win game I've heard. Uh, oh, you've got some. You've got partly cloudy. Okay, you added something when I left. So it's 16 miles an hour here. Partly cloudy, 63. Sorry, I saw that. You must have done this since I updated this morning. But that heavy winds are affecting these, which they say is going to affect Detroit. I don't know, man. I like Detroit in this, dude. Plus three, I I mean, I'm on the bandwagon. I know Baltimore is – plus the other thing is they're coming back from London, a little sluggish probably. I know that Baltimore can run the football. Defense is playing great, but I'm not coming off the Lions here. You're against me again, huh? I, I do. I Wait, like, you're I taking like a favorite? Are you taking a favorite? 
I do like the Ravens this week. They're going to win the football game. Okay. The spread's not going to matter. Yeah, okay. the, the Ravens are going to win. The The Lions do a really good job with their front seven rushing the passer. The problem is is that Lamar Jackson can turn into a running back. And I think uh, with their lack of – I think they're going to experience some lack of discipline. They're not going to – they might be too aggressive to where they rush, you know, maybe too far up the field and open some of those running seams for okay. Lamar. Okay. Um, and I, I think the Ravens are in a, I think they're in a good spot here. I think they're still a little ticked that they're not five and zero or six and zero like they should be. Uh, and I, that defense is playing really well. Obviously, outside of like one one great catch and run from Tajay Spears last week was about the only thing that kept them in the game. So right. Uh, yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Ravens. I like them here. They have been playing really good defense. They're you know that's why they're up in the metrics, not for their offensive play. Well, we'll see. A lot of money is on Detroit. I, I, I like Detroit still on this one. Okay, so let's go to the next one. We've got Cleveland and Indy on this one. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll skip one. The, the Raiders yeah. at the Bears. Um, there you go. The, the Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The 37-point total, this has come down. It's the Hoyer versus Bajant Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Nine-mile-an-hour wins aren't too bad. Uh, I don't think it's too bad. It's not that much of a win. It's just... Obviously, two backup quarterbacks. There's a lot of backups in. I don't know. I, I actually, I like the Raiders are playing really good defense. Let's put, let's start there. I don't want to shortchange them because I am going to pass on this game. But the Raiders have played really well on D. I mean, not just Max Crosby. The rest of the squad has played well. Can the Bears move the ball? I don't know. So I do think the right team's favored. I just Hoyer is not that good. Um, and Badgett may be a backup, but the value's still got to be on the on the Bears here, so I gotta stay away. I, I can't knowingly back the Bears in this spot like last week. I'm gonna back off past this game. No, this one I actually like. I like the Raiders in this one, and mm-hmm. there's a couple different reasons. I think the coaching mismatch I think leads towards the Raiders. The biggest thing too is they're gonna have the best two skill players on the field between Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And I think this could be the game uh, that you can see Josh Jacobs kind of have that coming out party. He's he's progressively gotten better throughout the season. Um, obviously he didn't, he was, he wasn't at OTAs and stuff like that. So that, you know, you always wonder about conditioning. These guys are pro athletes. Usually they they should be fine, but, uh, I think he's working back up into that apex form that he's, we're used to seeing him at. I think this could be a good big game for him. And, okay. and to your point, the Raiders defense, I think they've given up what 20 points in the last three games, give or take, I think, if I remember correctly, but, yeah. uh, yeah, they've been playing well. So I, I like the so, Raiders here, even with the weather. Let me ask you this really though. Devante <laughs> Adams hasn't. They never throw him the ball in this offense. I mean, Hoyer barely threw it to him last week. Jimmy G wasn't getting the ball. So is this the week? It's the Devontae Adams week? Because he's getting a little frustrated. I think they might shop this guy because he's just, I mean, they should get him the ball. He's a great player, but they don't throw him the football. It could be. But you also got to remember their quarterback personnel, their strength is not throwing outside of the numbers like Devontae Adams' strength is running outside of the numbers. So Jimmy G's never been known to throw the ball outside the numbers in his whole career. Uh, there's a reason why Brian Hoyer is a backup. So if anything, I think they need to check their philosophy and how they're lining Adams up, how they're using him correctly. Uh, obviously, just don't want him lining up outside. I think you got to move him into the middle, get him in the hash marks, get him matched up on safeties, linebackers. Obviously, scheme him open, if you will. So you might see some of that this week. Um, I, I would expect it. If they okay. don't, then I would. that's when I would start to worry. Okay, we'll see. So I'm staying away. You like the Raiders. Favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland, just, just noted. Cleveland, Indiana, Indianapolis. Uh, this is in Indy. Uh, Cleveland's a three-point favorite on the road. Forty-and-a-half point total. Obviously, weather doesn't matter in this one. Okay. If I'm to pick a side, I would pick Cleveland, although I'm not – not because of Watson. 
It's more that I'm against Minshew. I think Minshew, as much as Minshew mania, the mustache, I mean, who could deny the mustache? Great stash. But I think he just, he's got limitations. And Cleveland's a good defense. He And I think that was a reason why, you know, actually, actually, I differed on the, the Jags-Indy game last week. I was all on the Jags, not just because, you know, Indy never won down there, but Minshew, man, he's just chucking the ball and throwing it to guys and the wrong guys. So, I don't know. And originally when I saw this game, I'm like, I'm on Indy. I think their defense is pretty good. I'm going to back the dog, but I don't think I can do it. Even with Watson, I wasn't sure I was going to back it because I think Minshew is a big liability for this team. So guess what? Jimmy Wegg, stay away. Number two. Number two. Just doubling down on the stay aways. I like it. Well, there's only 12 teams um, to pick, 12 games or 13 games to pick. I got to pick some. Yeah, I know, right? This is uh, I almost wanted to call it a clunker this week, but uh, mm-hmm. but football is better than no football. So yes. um, I, I, I've been up in the air on this game. I could see very easily Cleveland's defense taking over the game, controlling the tempo and stuff like that. But I could also see the Indian or India, the Colts, obviously their offensive line is it's no pushover. It's one of the strengths of this team as well. Right. So I don't know if they're going to necessarily neutralize the, the Browns defense, but I could definitely see them, you know, slowing down, maybe giving Minshew a little bit extra time to throw. Um, I, I hate the number. I think three is that perfect number. I think they obviously know what they're doing. So if I had to take a winner, I'd probably take Cleveland. But for me, this is this is a stay away spot too. I, I, there's just so many outcomes you can see happening. So it's it's tough to it's tough to say. Right. Okay. Look at this. Maybe a stay away for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next... You don't know what quarterback you're getting. God, it's well, just a mess. Exactly. Like, I, I love this. To... You know, an hour before you find out who's going to start a quarterback. Right. All right, so Buffalo at New England. Uh, you got an eight and a half point road favorite in Buffalo. Forty point total, super low total. Uh, total has dropped. It, it was like forty two, and now it's on to forty. So I've got. I heard that the gusts were going to be from twenty to thir- twenty two to thirty two miles an hour. My meteorologist expert here says twelve to sixteen, but with some rain, it's a big look. I am. First of all, let's just be on the record. I've lost a couple times now with the Patriots. I'm not going to be on the Patriots ever again. But eight and a half is a big number, no question. But Buffalo always outclasses this team. They've beaten this team silly the last few years, except for that one time on you know I think Monday night or Thursday night they just you know ran the ball down their oh, throats. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Eight and a half is a terrible number if you if you bet football. You're not going to want to back an eight-and-a-half-point spread on the road very often, but they're in my top five because Buffalo owns this team. And I don't know. There's too much talk about, you know, Belichick being gone. They're losing these games. They're playing like shit. Last week, I couldn't believe how many offensive penalties they had against the Raiders, pre-snap penalties, illegal shifts, illegal whatever. It's disarray, so all on board with Buffalo minus the eight-and-a-half. Favorite me. <laughs> And I, I'm with you on this one. I think uh, obviously, I think they, I think Buffalo had a really big letdown. Obviously, they still won the game against the Giants on Correct. Sunday night, but uh, you know they had a big letdown game. And with the the Dolphins going to the Eagles, which we'll get to here, I'm sure, in just a second, this could be a, a chance for them to even up the division as well. They could, you know, have the same record as Dolphins, which I think if, if any of the teams in the AFC East get a, a two game lead, that could be some real trouble for everybody else trying to catch them. So I think sure. that's going to be really important for Buffalo. Uh, I could definitely see them taking this pretty seriously coming out and, and covering a 14, 17-point number for sure. I like him here. I'd hammer him. 
All right, look at this guy, hammer spot. <laughs> so, and Buffalo uh, and the, the Patriots have always struggled with mobile quarterbacks. So yeah. even if the weather is a factor, if they just line up and go 11 on 11, you're always going to take Buffalo's 11 over New England's 11. So. Yeah, and I mean, Allen got a little banged up last week. Uh, he got hit pretty good. So without Judon in there, it's just not the same. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Washington at the Giants. Washington's a three-point favorite on the road, 37.5-point total in this one. Another win game, but I heard MetLife is like a fortress, so I think this is too low. I think there's going to be a correction to some overs this week. This is one of those games, even though Giants haven't scored a touchdown in like since 2016. Um, I do think it's too many <laughs> points for Washington to lay, though. A road, dog, road favorite in, in division rival? No way. I'm not going to back the Giants, but I'm not going to back Washington at all in this one. So definitely would bet the Giants if I had to in, in my contest, but not part of my top five plays. Yeah, the divisional underdogs, I think, are three or four games over 500 this year against mm -hmm. the spread or even outright. So, I mean, as, if we're following the metrics, it's probably a good way to go. I'm going to follow the quarterback here. I, th I think Washington, uh, even though they didn't play very well against – I mean, they won the game against Atlanta last week, obviously, but – uh, I think Atlanta probably lost that game more than Washington won it. I think sure. the big difference was that Washington could put the ball in the end zone and Atlanta just couldn't. So uh, I think you might see the same replication this week. I think Washington's going to put the ball in the end zone. I don't think the Giants are going to put the ball in the end zone. I think it's going to be the big difference in the game. So to your point, I think if you took a number, you definitely probably would take the Giants. But uh, if you're going to take a side to be on, I would take the Commies. I'd ride with Washington. All right. So, There's one of your picks. Sam Howell, my guy. Your, your guy, yeah, your guy. That's one of our picks. So there's one of your picks because we're sort of different on that one. So I consider <laughs> it. All right, so let's go to Atlanta at Tampa, a divisional rival at NFC South. Uh, Tampa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, or at home, 37-and-a-half-point total. Again, rock-bottom total here. You see massive correction for, uh, you know, for Vegas here on these totals. Um, I think it's a little low. I know that Atlanta's defense is pretty good, and you've talked about Tampa's defense, even though they didn't play great last week. This is a tough one. I, let me look at my numbers on this one. This is All these numbers are right around that three, two and a half. The, the league's getting a little boring this week. Nothing too exciting. The value's getting extracted. So let's see. Jimmy Weggs has this game. Well, I got Tampa's a four-point favorite, so I guess there's value to them. I just don't trust them, especially if Baker's a little banged up. And I don't know if you said it or Action said it on our discussion when I was trying to lean towards the Bucks. He's like, you know, the real Baker Mayfield is going to stand up, and he did. He didn't play well at all. Um, so I probably would take the dog in this one, uh, Atlanta. But it's, again, not one of my top five picks. I'm going with the road dog in this one. And we're gonna we're gonna differ on this well, one. Yeah, no I'm kidding. Take, You're taking a favorite? Take, there's no way. You I'm took taking, the favorite again? I'm taking the Bucks, and there's, there's there's probably two big reasons why I'm taking the Bucks. Okay. One, they got embarrassed last week on national television, four o'clock in creamsicle uniforms. And oh God. If nothing says nothing screams candy ass quite like the experience they had. What um, happens if hours, the Dolphins so. play the Dolphins play the candy or put the candy apple blue against the <laughs> against the oh, creamsicles? Oh my God, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? God, talk about us. <laughs> A sight to see. Uh, maybe if that expert, people could say heaven does, does exist then if that ever does happen. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> but I digress. And the other thing too is the Achilles heel of this Tampa defense is they're a little banged up in the secondary. Obviously, mm. Carlton Davis has been uh, in and out of the lineup and he's their best cover corner. Uh, but the 
Atlanta can't throw the football. They only run the football well. Desmond Ritter, he had a couple, he had a good game a couple of two weeks ago, and then they, he struggled last week. I think he had two turnovers. So yeah. I don't, I don't trust Desmond Ritter. I'd rather have eighty percent of Baker Mayfield than one hundred and fifty percent of Desmond Ritter. Wow. Uh, okay. So, he's twice the player. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, the, I like the Bucks here to have a nice bounce back spot. And plus, okay. this is for the, uh, I think this is for first place in the NFC South, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, with the, with the Saints take control losing. early. Yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, admittedly, I'm not, it's not on my top five card. There's no way because you know, it's, it's a divisional game. But two and a half is a little bit fav- better for the favorite there. Yeah. Okay, let's Talk get this. Great mustaches. Arthur Smith, great mustache. Great stash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, afternoon games. Pittsburgh at the Rams. Uh, Rams are three-point favorites at home, 44-point total. Um, this was well, This is what sucks about gambling in today's day and age. I'm in Philly in the airport checking my checking my point totals or checking my spreads, updating my sheet. See three and a half for the pit for the Steelers. I'm like, let me get this. Oh wait a second, this is an Illinois app. So I fly. Two hours later, land. The three and a halfs are gone. We're back to three. So I don't like that at all. But here's what I'm going to say. Uh, metrically, and you've said it, the Rams are actually sneaky good. They've played really well this season. They I think I have them as a considerable favorite when I do my metrics, but I'm totally against it. Um, I just believe that the Steelers, even though Kenny Pickett sucks, I've, I've been on record for that. <laughs> this is the perfect game. You know, they're coming off the bye. Maybe they got a little better offense, and their defense is pretty good. I know the Rams usually run the ball, but their two best running backs are hurt. Three points on the road with Tomlin. I got to take it, man, and I think that it's going to be mostly a Pittsburgh home crowd anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's not really a home field advantage on this one. I'm going to ride with the Steelers in this situation plus the three. I hope it's three. It's actually in the contest it's three, so I was hoping for a three and a half, but it's three. Damn. Yeah, no, that three and a half would be really nice. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's tough. Those damn three-hour, two-hour flights, you know, they get you every time. But, no, <laughs> I'm with you. I think, the, uh, I think the home crowd is going to be not a factor. I think it's going to be – incredibly loud for the Rams. They're not yeah. going to be able to run off it. They're going to have to go silent count for sure. So um, to your point, the Rams are a little banged up. I like the Steelers here. I think they're going to have a hard time blocking TJ Watt, obviously. I think he's going to have a big day. Uh, and yeah, I think the Steelers, they're going to have to figure something out in that offense because it's only a matter of time until you know people start calling for Matt Canada's head even more. So the mm-hmm. longer this goes on, the more the, the buzz is in the building, the more it just is going to Team over, they got to do something. Yeah, so he doesn't make I think the they cor- take a step in the right direction this week. He doesn't make the correction after this buy. They got to fire him. I mean, maybe they don't yeah. do it in season, I guess. But give me a break. I mean, they got a chance to make the playoffs. So, all right. So Arizona and Seattle, uh, NFC West matchup. Seattle's an eight-point favorite home, forty-four and a half point total. You've got late winds in this one, fifty-nine degrees, cloudy. Um, I would say that God. Look, Arizona's going to play good in the first half and they're going to suck in the second half. There you go. There's the, there's the, there's the <laughs> handicap. This has been every game they've played all season. Uh, Josh Dobbs, it is his last game supposedly starting, at least I've heard. They're going to have Kyler Murray start in the next game, but I can't back him anymore. I'm sorry, Cardinals. You were my favorite for three weeks and now you stink. But I don't, I don't love Seattle either. I don't, I don't know. Have they really figured things out? I, I, they obviously got abused by the Cincinnati defensive line. Uh, in you know on the road last week they're gonna be, they're gonna win this game but eight is way too many points so I gotta I gotta back off this game altogether stay away yeah. number three 
but we appreciate your uh, your Cardinals hot corner there for a minute. So yeah. we'll have to maybe we'll start and you know, get you your own segment. We'll have to start looking into that. So, I think it's like a new uh, support no. <laughs> group. It's a Cardinal support group. <laughs> the Redbird support group. Maybe I like that. We can go. We can even throw in some other sports while we're at it. But uh, actually, I, I like Seattle here for the kind of the same thing. I think that second. I think the second half is going to be a completely different defense that you're going to get. It's going to be a, a bad football team. I think. Pete, uh, Pete Carroll's obviously going to run the ball. I think they're going to try to establish the run a little more than what they did in Cincy. They actually they did it on the first drive against the Bengals last week. They ran it. Uh, they I think they had like 60 yards rushing on their first drive, and they it's like they, <laughs> they forgot to. The door. They, yeah, it's like they just forgot that it existed anymore. So they right. didn't, they didn't really run the ball too much against the Bengals. But I think obviously the game script is going to lean more into them running the ball this week, and I think it's going to actually favor them. It's going to help play action with Geno, and that's when obviously he's really good. So. Uh, I would take the or I would take the the Seahawks. I'd give you the eight. I think this is probably a ten or a fourteen point game. Uh, and yeah, Seattle's going to need it to to stay in the division hunt as well. So mm-hmm. and the Rams are right behind them in the wild card. So there's yeah. three teams right now in the playoffs from the NFC West. So if they yeah. want to keep up, I think this is definitely a game they got to take care of business. Yeah, it's a throwback to a few years ago. So all right, so let's go with sure. Green, Green Bay at Denver. Uh, this is a humdinger of a. You know, game of the week, uh, Green Bay at, at Denver. Uh, Green Bay is a one-point favorite now, 45-point total. Looks like a beautiful day in Denver at 77 degrees and sunny, 68 mile-an-hour winds. Look, all the Sharps love Green Bay, and I've been on them too several times. They are my top five, mainly because the metrics say because Denver's so friggin' bad on defense. But it's a little bit of a scary spot. I, I don't trust Jordan Love a lot. But I had to pick a fifth game, so this is definitely my fifth pick of the, of the grouping. Um, but I would I would lay the one whole point with Green Bay in this one because mainly I don't think Denver's that great. But it's essentially a pick 'em, which they're going to win another game, Denver. Of course they are. But will it be against Green Bay? Mm, I'm not sure. So I lay the one point with with the uh, pack. Yeah, this could be a great color matchup too, depending on what jerseys. <laughs> They're wearing like if they went the orange with the green, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. First of all, I want to backtrack. You definitely went with the Saints because you said they were a better color matchup than the than the Texans, buddy. I remember this vividly. You love the color matchup. You said you like the black and gold versus the blue and red or whatever the hell it is. So let's make sure um, we stick that, to the program here. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick to the program. I'll go back. I checked my notes. I had it used in Beaver Nation, so I got okay. it off the spreadsheet. Maybe so you listen to me uh, for once. Yeah, maybe I had Epiphany. Same thing with the Bears, but. <laughs> But I, I'm with you. I like the I like the Packers this week. I think uh, I think if Brees Hall can run for 180 yards or whatever it was, the Packers have a much better offensive line than the Jets do. They they won't even have to throw the football with Jordan Love. They'll good. just have to do some very fundamental elementary stuff, and they should be just fine. Um, their defense is good enough to give Air, uh, Russell Wilson some trouble. Um, and I I don't I mean I could I could see Green Bay winning this game outright and by mm-hmm. a lot. I don't I don't see how Denver even hangs around honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see. see what happens. Maybe Russell will have a great well, – you know, Denver's another team in the first half is a lot better than the second half for some reason. They stink yes. in the first half. Or they play really well in the first half. Maybe it's scripting in the second half. They go off the table. So right. it's okay to bet Denver in the first half and then flip it to Green Bay in the second. Yeah, uh, a little uh, Samaje P. Ryan. I would take his props in the uh, in the passing categories, where his catches his yards. The uh, the Packers struggle against pass catching running backs. And they do. Obviously, Javonta Williams is not going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's their workhorse. So. Right. Okay, this is the actual game of the week, and that's the last window. It's the Chargers at Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home, 48-point total, another lovely day, sunny and 71 degrees, a little bit windy, 10 to 15 miles an hour. Here's what I'm going to say about this one. 
defy the metrics, even though Mike Williams is not playing. He eats against Cincinnati or Kansas City every time, but he's out for the year. Look, the chart, Kansas City beats them every friggin' time. No question. No doubt. Almost no doubt. But these games are always within like three, four points. So five and a half is just too many points for the Chiefs. So I totally understand why you're going to back, if you back the Chiefs, because they're a better football team. They have a better defense. But somehow, some way, the Chargers kind of keep it close because they're talented. And it's not like KC's running away from teams with the offense. So five and a half, you, you would take the Chargers if you have to pick a side. But you know I don't like that team. So I'm staying away from the top five in this one, but I would back the Chargers plus five and a half. Five, five and a half. But if you want money line, you take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the whole Mike Williams, uh, I think the Mike Williams factor is going to be a huge, I guess, outcome on this game, if Down you will, a huge factor for this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Quentin Johnston has been completely invisible. Uh, they spent a first-round pick on this guy, and right. they don't even throw him, they don't even try to throw him the ball. So I don't know if he's just not ready, if it's a character issue, or whatever the case may be. So the more I sit here and think about it, the more I actually want to take the Chiefs, just because I feel like if they just take Keenan Allen out of the game, you know, they just have to deal with Austin Eckler at that point. So, uh, you know, with you, uh, this is definitely a stay-away game to your credit. I think the last six matchups between these two teams have been, uh, I guess, decided by four points or less. Right. So I think there's two overtime games in there, too. So Yeah, there was one that they, point, they, the one that I think they won by, the Chiefs won by six in overtime. So they did cover that number, but not yeah. often. But to your point, I think this is this is too big of a number for in-division. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I would stay away. I don't like the matchup at all. But if I'm with you, I, I would ride with the Chargers. I'd give, you know, I'd take the points for sure. Wow, a dog. He can, yeah, I know. maybe not in his top four. But, all right, let's, <laughs> let's get with the two well, It's more. hard to call Justin Herbert uh, a dog. You know what I mean? It's hard to say that he's an underdog to any quarterback. But yeah. he's playing Patrick Mahomes. So. I also saw he was who he was dating this week, that beautiful reporter. But it's worth it. Um, so there's two, obviously, primetime games, Sunday night football. This is, you know, my company loves this one. Most of my company's going to be at this game in the box. I've not been to the Philadelphia box, but uh, Miami is playing at Philadelphia. They actually opened this game as a one-and-a-half point favorite. It's up to two-and-a-half for Philly now, 51-and-a-half point total. You know, Miami, they're taking the money, which is interesting, but the line is moving to Philadelphia, which I'm not sure what that means. That That's a very interesting situation. Maybe it's kind of a leveraging the uh, money line play for Philly because I think a lot of people are on them. I am on Philadelphia. I know that they're a favorite, which is not my typical position lately, but I think that they're going to outmuscle this Miami team. I love Miami's offense when they're free-flowing and they can just get the ball around, but when Tua gets beat up, with you know, with the defensive line, he has trouble, uh, and I think that they're going to be able to run the football. Miami's not great against the run, so I think I think Philly's going to win this game outright in two and a half. I mean, if it was like a little more, three and a half, I could see going to Miami, but just a field goal game, I got Miami or Philadelphia all the way in this one. Hammer the over. That's what I'll say. Okay. Hammer the over. It's only fifty-one and a half right now. I think is what we have on the sheet here. Yep. Uh, I keep going back and forth. I could see the the issue of the the line depth for the offensive line for the Dolphins being an issue against obviously the front seven of Philadelphia. That's that's their strength. Yeah, that's yeah. literally Georgia's defense against Miami's offense. Basically, right. what it's going to come down to. But right. um, I I don't know. I, the Dolphins are getting healthier in the right spot. Jalen Waddle's coming along a lot better. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before this defense begins to play a little bit better. It's it's so hard because. You think they have the personnel. I mean, they've got dudes on that side of the ball. They've got guys that, that should be able to play sure. at or above at least a serviceable level. So 
Uh, I, I like the Dolphins here. I think they have to make a statement. I think at some okay. point they have to be like, okay, we, we can play in a cold weather game. It's I mean, it's about 50 degrees technically, <laughs> but, um, you know, they I think this is a kind of a prove-it game. They kind of got embarrassed in their first prove-it game against the Bills, and I think that's going to be – uh, I think that's going to be on the forefront of their mind. I think Mike McDaniel is going to have something something cooking against the Phillies defense. Their pass defense is is not good. It's it's suspect. I think it's like in the top, I think it's like twenty second in the league. So it's it's towards the bottom. So I think that definitely the strength of, of Miami's offense could take advantage of the Phillies defense. Or excuse me, the Phillies defense. Listen to me of the Eagles defense. But, well, the uh, biggest thing is can you make Hurst throw the ball more than thirty times? Like last week, it was just terrible against the Jets. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if they can do that. But, um, well, and another component to this Miami offense you haven't seen in, in years past is they can actually control the ball. They have a run game. So even, yeah. you know, worst case, if they have to get into more of a drag-it-out kind of matchup, maybe they can, uh, they can kind of go toe-to-toe. But I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Another good color matchup, by the way, the sage green. <laughs> Hopefully we get some aqua white going, you know. Yeah, I'm so. sure they're going to be in their whites. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, the Eagles are playing the, they're playing the old-school Kelly green this time. Oh, even better. The Randall Cunningham so. jerseys, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, last game, Monday Night Football, the 49ers at Minnesota. Uh, 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites now, 44-point total. This number's kind of, you know, gone between seven and six-and-a-half most of the week. So it's off the key number of seven, which is favorable. Uh, you know, the way I look at it is it's San Francisco or pass. I can't back Minnesota, not just – Kirk in primetime, which would have been a classic thing. I just don't think this Minnesota team is firing on all cylinders. But San Francisco is not – they're not fully healthy. Uh, but they don't need that much to beat this team. Six and a half is just a big number. So, good. Jimmy Webb's picked five. I gave you five. I, that's all I got. I, I'm not picking this game either. I mean, I, I'd probably go San Francisco or pass, but I'm not putting it on the top five for sure. I got a new idea for a segment. We call it the pick six, and there you go. And here we are. We're off and running. So, um but no, I'm, I, I've, I, mean, I actually do like the number of six and a half. I like San Francisco. Sure. Um, I, again, they, I don't want to say they got embarrassed because obviously they were a little depleted, but I think to them it's going to be a little embarrassing. Even yeah. though they did lose that game, Brock Purdy did take them down the field and put them in field goal range to win the game. So, uh, I definitely think he's going to have a bounce back spot. Minnesota's defense is nowhere near Cleveland's defense. No. So, uh, obviously I think things are going to get a little bit easier. They should have much better protection. And, uh, I mean, it's the first time that he's lost in his whole career. I don't see him losing back-to-back games. He was, like, what, 13-1 and or 14-1 and or something like that. So uh, I think this is I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Niners. Again, they they got to keep up. You know, they, they're uh, – I guess the Eagles did lose last week, but if they're going to get the number one seed, they probably can't lose more than three or four games this year. So Yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, it's, it's going to be like, the, oh, Purdy's back to the MVP form because he's got all the time <laughs> in the world. But, yeah, um, that's – you can't be the MVP of the league and be like the fourth best player on your own team. That's just I agree like, with they, that. it's not allowed. Not allowed. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, so let's review my top five. Uh, not in any particular order, unfortunately, but you've got Buffalo minus eight and a half. Uh, that, that's obviously hopefully they they, they blow out the Patriots. Uh, Philly minus two and a half on Sunday Night Football. Detroit plus three against the Ravens on the road. Uh, Green Bay minus one against Denver on the road and Pittsburgh. Well, our road guys. Plus three uh, against the Rams on the road. Do you know I put a couple in there for you? I wasn't sure which one you wanted to go here. No, you're good. Actually, I was just adding to it as we were speaking. So with me, I'm going to ride with Baltimore again this week. They're the minus three. I'm going to take the commies at minus three at the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to we're going to hammer that over. You know, I got a hot tip from a 
prestigious co-hosts of mine that I think we're going to ride with. And then uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Tampa minus two and a half, and then we're going to run Finns at plus two and a half. So okay. a lot of those damn half numbers, which I normally don't like, but again, it, statistics have shown us, and your stat department points out to us, we just got to pick winners. Pick and the I, winner. Know, that's what I think we're sitting on. Yeah, we're sitting on a winner. Pick so. the winner. Awesome. Well, hey, so weekend ahead, uh, kind of a busy one. God, when do I not have a busy one? i got to start doing some slow weekends. Uh, today I forgot, actually forgot I'm meeting people in like 45 minutes at Pizza Lobo. Nice. Some pizza. My, my brother <laughs> moved into his house in Brookfield. Welcome back, Philly boy and, and the team. Uh, I'm going to go out nice. there for a little movie night. Tomorrow, going to hit the hit Rivers for the crafts roll with Luke, and hopefully we get... You know, Rob and, and Cardish out there get a little fork, a little end, a little end cap on the on the end of the table. Yeah. The, we're not going to get Primetime Murphy out there. He's too busy doing appraisals. Come on, appraise the table. Let's figure ah, out if it's worth it. <laughs> and, and then on Sunday we've got the soft. <laughs> Sunday we got the big chili cook-off softball game, which I know you're going to have your two gloves, the white gloves going, yeah. ready to go. Oh, um, yeah. So pretty exciting. So what what's going on in Ohio? Just visiting the fam. Uh, yeah, we're, we're visiting some of the family. Uh, obviously, it's, it's spooky season, so I think we'll probably Ooh. hit up some of the haunted attractions. Ohio is, I guess, is known for that's like the, the second or third biggest state in the country that has like the most haunted attractions. So we might uh, we might hit a, a haunted house here or there. I think uh, tomorrow night we plan on going to Kings Island, which is like one of the big okay. amusement parks down in uh, down in Cincinnati area. Nice. So that should be a good time. And then uh, to your point, Sunday, I've got uh, I've got two pounds of elk meat that I got to make for the chili. Wow, elk meat. Uh, so I'm hoping to yeah, I'm hoping to bring home the the top notch. That elk meat is going to change your whole life, and no one even knows it yet. So Can't wait. we're hoping that we can. Hopefully we can upstage Caesar. I think Caesar's probably the the biggest competition we're gonna have. He so. he usually he does more than one though, doesn't he? He usually has a couple entries. I mean, I'm not I, sure. But. I don't know. It's my first chili cookoff. You're taking my virginity as far as the chili cookoff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not cooking game. any chili. I'm eating chili and I'm playing softball. Hopefully not <laughs> getting hurt. So that's what I'm Are out there. Are you the all-time pitcher? Well, I don't pitch on both sides. That's actually a good question. I usually pitch for one team, and one year we won. Last year we didn't win, but. It's the other pitcher is critical because they pitch junk. They pitch junk. There's no yeah. walking in this thing. You just they can pitch trash. You know I'm a free swinger. If I get a decent yeah. pitch, you know I'm gonna hit it. But if I get a trash pitch, I'm gonna swing at it anyway. So yeah, Scotty Green, my buddy Scotty Green probably doesn't listen, but he he was pitching trash last year. It was garbage. And they even had Jane Rowe pitching a couple of years ago. It was more than garbage, but you know it keeps them in the game. <laughs> it keeps them in the game. You got You put it down the middle. Jimmy Weggs is gonna take it deep. So. Pull hitter, dead pull hitter, folks. Get Don't tell them. I mean, I know the whole everybody's listening. They they know the sky report now. So. Oh, and uh, shout out to Primetime. You mentioned Primetime. Uh, yeah. I think we're going golfing on Tuesday. So there's a supposed to be like the last nice day in Chicago. I think it's going to be close to 70 degrees. So I think we're uh, thank God I've got a lot of PTO that I need to use up. So yeah, use it up. Uh, yeah, shout out to Primetime. He's hopefully going to take his golfing out there at the links. Yeah, and, he's uh, giving you the shout out for all the college picks. I don't know if he's betting on him, but you know, he's trying to. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, he'd be a rich man. That's exactly. All I say. He's got the money. <laughs> all right. Well, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter, Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at Dalton Cooper uh, on Twitter at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Obviously, I am Coop. We are the Side Action Podcast. Uh, until next week, we get back in the uh, Ridge Apartment Studios. That's right. Right there in downtown Chicago. Until then, we hope to see you guys next week. Happy betting. <laughs> all right, guys. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. 
We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry five and district four by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0